All right, here we go. Sunday afternoon, hanging out with Eddie King. Eddie, how you doing? Good, how you doing, Dale? Good, good. Good to catch up, have some lunch. This lovely California day. What have you been up to? Well, let's see, getting ready for the golf tournament in a couple of weeks, the Hall of Fame weekend and the BMX Legends Golf Tournament, and then uh, a quick little trip a few weeks later over to Australia and New Zealand for a little bit. Oh, nice. Well, we'll talk a little about that in a second. Um, you've been telling me during lunch about the, and I got the email as well, the the lineup for the Hall of Fame legend, what's it called? BMX Legends Golf Tournament. Okay, well, you've been telling me a little bit about that. So tell me some of the guys who were uh, going to show up and play and where you guys are uh, doing it. Uh, we've got, let's see, we've got, well, Hall, uh, Hall of Famers, national champions, world champions, amateur champions, an Olympian. Uh, we didn't... We didn't miss too many gamuts of the, the BMX industry, that's for sure. And we got pretty much four decades worth of people coming. So it'll be a, a pretty good tournament, I think. I see Maris has uh, signed up, right? Yeah, I think that's his new hobby is, is playing golf. Yeah, I see so that. If, he's, if, he's, if he's a competitor like he is in BMX, he should be doing pretty well. Right. No, yeah. I, know, I see like on almost daily, you see him on uh, Instagram. It seems like he plays a lot with his father-in-law, I think, up there in uh, Riverside. So... Um, Cool. What um, Hall of Fame weekend? So how's it all looking? I know you're you're you actually part of the organization, or you're pretty deep in with all them guys, right? Oh, I, you're no. on the board or something, right? Well, I'm part of the committee for the pioneers. So let's talk. Right, let's talk about the pioneer class then. So this year is Clarence Perry, right? Right, Clarence Perry from the Northwest. So he won it. Um, what I always and I asked you this before: How are our great? Uh, Mr. Andy Ruffle can can he never get on the ballot? What's the deal with that? Is it because like he's, I don't know, he doesn't have too much history in America, but you know our yeah. history and and what he's done. Well, uh, he obviously is a, a true pioneer. I think, in all sense of the word, pioneer. The thing is that we got to get him on the ballot somehow or another, but we got to change. I think some of the rules for it because I think the committee kind of feels that a pioneer really is a '70s type of rider and not really into the 80s and I think when you look at Andy Ruffle he didn't really make a big mark let's say in the late 70s like a lot of the original pioneers did so at the same time they didn't want to put him on the ballot for the pioneer but he could go in as a freestyler he could go in as a industry guy I mean the guy's multifaceted almost you know it, it, it's almost um uh, hurts him too much that he's not specialized in one thing or the other yeah i mean then you look at the, some of the things again i you don't expect everybody on the american side of stuff to see what he's done but i mean he was a tv presenter he put on events whole shot you know he mm -hmm. had whole shot his, his his brand uh his company and uh, a very well-known freestyle event to put on called the whole shot where he'd bring a lot of the you know matt hoffman and some of the christian hosea yeah um i can't say the last name how do you say it christian uh, yeah, yeah, the, the San Diego guy. You mm -hmm. still, still see him on Instagram. He's still doing it. But he brought all those guys over. So, I mean, he, this is in the 80s, you know? So, Hussoy, um, that's his name. yes. It. I can never say it right, yes. But, um, yeah, he brought all these guys over for that event, you know? And uh, he, he say he did a lot of... I think at one point, Andy was number one in freestyle and in racing at the same time, which I don't think that's happened anywhere, you know? Yeah. So, uh, we need to get Ruffle in there. <laughs> Somehow, at least get him on there so people can at least vote for him. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just... I think this year was kind of an interesting year because typically it was been a uh, a five uh, nominees would be in there. to You would vote on five nominees. Well, this year they changed it up and they added three more on there. 
and I think you really kind of look at it as if whoever got second place the year before when it was only five has got a tougher battle to win it mm-hmm. because there's three more riders in there and I guarantee you some of those new riders that were on the Hall of Fame ballot were taking uh, votes away from the person who got second the year before on this. So it really kind of made an interesting um, year for people that thought they may have should have gotten in. Yeah, yeah. No I, think, I think there was, you know, I saw that, you know, I was reading some of the stuff on Stanley Robbins and how I felt like he should have got in there. But I think that what happened was is those other three people got in there probably took some of his votes. Right, okay. There. Huh. So we'll see. I mean, it all going to clear out and, you know, eventually these guys will all get in the Hall of Fame. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, you yeah. Know, once you're on the ballot, very hard to get off of the ballot. Yeah, no. that way. Yeah. Well, it's going to look forward to uh, the, the night. Well, anything, uh, you know, for the night itself? Anything, you know, about special planned? Or it's always a pretty cool, fun night, right? Yeah, you know, we'll meet the night before, I think, Friday night someplace. Yeah, you know, maybe a little event, yeah, don't you? Yeah, you're going to find a little meet and greet location or something like that. We'll find it. It's going to be at a different location because the place that we used to go to has obviously been sold. So we're not going to be meeting there. We'll find a new place and I'll have it probably finalized in the next couple of days. And then the golf tournament in the morning and then everybody will probably go back and relax and go to the Hall of Fame uh, ceremonies that yet, that night in Chula Vista. Yeah, I know. Looking forward to it. It'll be a fun, fun weekend as ever. Um, what else? What else you been up to? I know you're... We, last time we talked about it, we've been uh, mountain biking and you've got uh, your e-biking now. You're part of that, uh, I don't know, you call it community or? Um, I don't know. fast yeah, growing. I would, say, I would just say the community and stuff like that. I mean, that's where everybody in the cycling business is putting all their money into right now, I think, is this e-bike market. And they, they you know, seen what it did in Europe and stuff like that. And now it's really just coming down to uh, legislation, legislation, and you know the rules and the laws that are going to pertain to these things, and where you can and can't ride these things, and and uh, you know, are they going to charge you a licensing fee if you ride them on the street and everything else? Because it's you know, is it a moped? Is it a electric motorcycle or a bicycle? Or seems very so, complicated. It is, but I think when you finally ride it and you you know what a class one true pedal assist uh, bicycle is all about. You know, you're going to go, I get it now. Mm-hmm. You know, and most people do. You know, the traditionalists, maybe not so much. But, you know, there's going to be a nice market for people that that didn't necessarily ride too much or didn't want to ride are going to grab this e-bike and go, I got it now. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this makes uh, that, uh, it makes the the hills in the neighborhood all flat. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, I'd have gone on your bike. Me. It's fun. I, I must agree. I mean, I was kind of dubious when I first started it all come through and read a few of the people talking about it um but yeah it is it is really fun yeah it actually makes riding i think a little bit safer because you can use a bigger tire Mm -hmm. lower tire pressure and that basically softens the road up a little bit Mm -hmm. now brad from uh, rail the broom he 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 said a few times he thinks that might filter down into bmx one day do you think it would or e-bike racing or uh you know i don't know you know it'd be kind of interesting i wouldn't i I wouldn't be surprised to see a promoter kind of venture into that stuff, but then you've got to do, um, you've got to do your, uh, you know, your checks on everybody to make sure they're not cheating. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can make these. Oh, but you have a whole other sauce. And, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. There's 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 ways you can make these e-bikes actually a little faster if you go on the internet. Right. And stuff. So I don't know if you really want to do that. It'd be a whole other, regardless of how yeah. whack it might look on a BMX, it could yeah, be. Yeah. Uh, it you'd, could open up another, yeah, You'd cheating. have to have tech inspect, you know, for your bike. 
right for itself. We'll and see. it would probably the it would give the older guys a guy if it was like a high end competing category. Yeah, the older guys could obviously if they're still good on the bike could probably yeah compete more. But yeah, hopefully it doesn't come to that and we won't see it. But anyway, Brad, um, who's listening, I'm sure he can. I've heard him speak about it numerous times. Thinking he says, "Don't get ready for it; it's going to come." So um, yeah, you see it. You'll see it in mountain bikes before you see it in BMX. Yeah, and we mean he was talking a little bit. Um, earlier as well about uh, Todd Lyons's um, bike, I don't know if he calls it bike life, but he, he did like a, over the weekend in, I think back east in New York, they basically took a, a school bus, loaded it up with guys, and then they had a, a box van with all the bikes in the background, and then it seemed like they went around to a bunch of BMX tracks and race, which was pretty cool, right? You know, that really kind of reminds me of what happened back in the mid-70s with, with going Scott, on tour. Right. You know, we'd punch it, we'd get a bunch of guys to get inside a school bus and go and hit these tracks all the time. And he really kind of simplifies the grassroots of BMX by getting everybody together and going to BMX tracks. Yeah, and I was watching, the videos were cool. I mean, a lot of these guys, obviously, they're all good on bikes. And a lot of those, the wheelie guys that mm-hmm. Todd sponsors. Um, but you could see how much fun they was having when they was up on the gate, lining up and racing, you know. And Todd wrote a couple of posts and stuff. And he says, some of these guys want to come back and race. So it's obviously, it's getting new new guys involved and new guys, that, you know, potential racers yeah. and well, these guys are on SEs as well. Do you think everyone else is missing the boat on this big bike thing? I know, like, you know, Haro started making them. I saw Redline. Um, yeah, Redline's like, got it. A DK came out with one. And I mean, I think it's one thing if you make these bikes and hopefully make these things sell and stuff like that. But it's another thing when you tie it in with a, with a brand ambassador that right. goes with it. I mean, you look at what Todd Lyons has done with Mike Buff, Stu Thompson, and, and Perry Kramer. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys are out there participating and helping the sales of their own bikes and stuff like that. Yeah. And they've got a name association with the brand mm-hmm. on there. I think that, you know, um, some of these other guys are going to have to do something very similar to that. Yeah, I mean, it make, makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, you, you see, you know, the wild man, he, he's out there all the time. Yeah. Like, Every weekend is is not just locally, but like I say, he's in yeah. back east this weekend, and um, he's suited up. It seems like he's really uh, got his feet in the trenches, you know. He does, you know, like he probably does three people's jobs. Right. Fair enough. Well, we'll see how that uh, how that uh, can. Oops, hang on. I want to make sure that we're still recording. Yep, still recording. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to be. It's, you can't. It's, they've been doing it already for a couple of years, right? So these rides and. We went on that one uh, last time we spoke a couple of months yeah. ago. I mean, it seems like um, that thing's just grown and grown, right? The whole yeah, forty one thirty. You can only imagine deal. if it starts getting a little more international. Yeah, yeah. You know, people are starting to do it in other locations and other countries. Well, I was looking at the the Milton Keynes. Those guys have their uh, yearly event. Um, the old school guys from Rad, and they had their event um, two weeks ago. I saw Bob Horro was over there again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks huge. You yeah. see all the, anybody that wants to see it, I know Alan Woods put some, uh, did kind of a, a walk around on YouTube, just kind of all the the bikes, you know, they show all the bikes and uh, just all the vendors and stuff. And it was pretty cool. It's like a 30 minute um, kind of cruising around the pits and stuff. So check that out on uh, Alan's, uh, Alan Woods' bike shop uh, web uh, YouTube page. I'm sure you can find it. Uh, but it was so big, so many people with bikes and the old school collection thing and uh, they, I, they're not all these big bikes, I don't think. It seems like they're all going to have a couple of beers and they've all got the bikes and they all kind of cruise around yeah. at the same time. So, um, And you're, you, you're going to Australia, right, to do it? So, Yeah, we've got a trip planned to go to the Melbourne bike show out there. 
in uh, in what six weeks I think myself and Perry Kramer are gonna go down there Perry's been there already before last year and uh, and they're gonna have a, a dinner and a bike show and a, and a ride for the weekend and stuff like that and we're gonna participate in all kinds of things it's gonna be a lot of fun who puts that on though uh, a guy named Mark Tawoff. Uh, he's the distributor for Haro down there and okay. a few other brands down yeah. there in, in Australia and he puts this bike show together and uh, it's, it's pretty sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah and one of them's got a big old school following and it's like kind of like England Australia I just saw they had their fi official first Hall of Fame I think it was mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago I see all that all over Facebook so um, yeah that's pretty cool it's good to see uh, you guys yeah you guys are kind of making another yeah, we'll document another, it and, yeah. and tell everybody how it is and everything is. what's interesting is that uh, I've never been to Australia oh you never you never raced there? no never oh wow just assume you always you know, did I, you know when we rode for Diamondback they didn't really worry about their international sales because they they sold out of whatever they had mm -hmm. domestically it was no need to promote it internationally so they, they didn't really care about sending the team to, to far off places yeah you know and we were looking at magazines. I, was, I knew he was coming over, so I pulled out some of my Eddie King uh, trivia from magazines. I was trying to catch you out on some of the magazines I didn't think you would have seen, but you actually have seen them. Or there's some B-Cross magazines, which was the French, uh, kind of the French BMX action uh, in the 80s. And uh, some BMX weeklies from uh, from the UK, which obviously one of our biggest publications in the 80s, but obviously always documented when... And you don't see that much now that you see that the pros, you know, obviously they travel around the world a lot with the World Cup and stuff, but like... You know, your era did it a lot, and, and we did where you get a free trip to go to, you know, we all went to mm -hmm. Columbia once, you know, they'd pay for all the expenses. But in the 80s, I think it was even bigger. So when so, so tell us, like, when you guys went to Bercy, you know, like, it'd be like you, Stu Thompson, Greg, just all the big hitters. Would you guys get show-up money, or would it just be kind of fully expense-paid trip? Just fully expenses paid, and then they would take us to, I think we went to the Moulin Rouge show. We went down to the south of France to a huge castle, uh, Champagne Factory. And uh, just a good time. Well, we did a helicopter ride, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. That but, was pretty cool. But just looking at this B-Cross magazine, um, I mean, you guys get so... Let's say you probably went to France two or three times. Yeah, I think three times. We went you guys got so much coverage. This B-Cross magazine, you, there's an article on the pros playing foot down. Something that yeah. people still do today. I do that in my camps. You know, kids love it. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys are shit like, you know, how to play foot down. And you guys are all, you know, the Eiffel Tower. It's like it shows the whole lifestyle of you guys yeah. documenting the trip. And, um, yeah, it's like it's kind of a shame you don't see that much kind of lifestyle side anymore, really, do you? But say it was so you 30 years ago, but it was still cool, you know? Yeah. Well, you see it now. It's just called Instagram. Right. But they <laughs> yeah. still don't really document much outside from the track. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I say, this issue of the magazine, it's showing I mean, all you guys at the airport being picked up. You guys, you know, all the, obviously the clothes and stuff from the from the 80s and that, but it's just cool as you can do that. And then same thing with the Kellogg's. And so you guys came out in uh, 85, uh, 84 and 85. You came yeah. both years, right? Second year, 85 for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I can. I no, you didn't come in 84. Maybe I didn't come in 84. No, you didn't. No, I'm pretty sure you didn't, no. But you definitely came in 85. So the same thing, just all expenses paid. But you guys, obviously the Kellogg's was good prize money, so you guys could make some, yeah, a bit of loot as well, right? So, um, yeah, it was... Uh, I say just just only so many trips you guys did to Europe, but like I say, so much coverage and um, from from doing that, you know. Which... That was that was the trip I really realized I didn't like racing in the rain. <laughs> yeah, the Kellogg's. I think everybody from that. Yeah. But I mean, that was just a yeah. That that, that was really bad. Or right? like, yeah. just just seeing the the footage and stuff and actually being there as a as a young kid. But yeah, we that's all we knew. You know, I mean, in England, you you race in the rain. You race all year round, and 
I saw today there was a national in England and the, the racing in the rain, yeah. you know, but um, yeah, I think when you come from California, it's a little bit different, you know, so cool. What else? Anything else going on? We'll just kind of thought we'd shoot a quick one and or, or film a film a quick one. Do just a... um, enjoying the e-bikes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just really been kind of uh, good to get out there and pedal and stuff like that. I think yesterday I went and uh, it was a buddy of mine, his father's 86th birthday, and he rides three or four times a day. And that's what he wanted to do is do a bike ride. And there was like 60, 70 people at his buddy's house in Coronado that ended up there. And he gave a speech and everything and and uh, talked about how he, you know, he's been riding three or four days a, a week all the time. Yeah, right, eighty six years old, and this guy is still a hammer. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah, that's cool. People still ride bikes. It's a cool thing about riding bikes. You can do it as long as you can. You know. Yeah. So cool. All right, Eddie. Well, let's wrap it up. I guess we're, we'll we'll do some more stuff around the Hall of Fame weekend because there'll be a lot of people in town. So it'd be good. Uh, maybe uh, bang out a bunch of podcasts while we're there. So we will uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks, right? Two or three weeks. Yeah, two weeks. All right, cool. Thanks, Eddie. Last words. Anything else? I'm good. All right, catch you later. See ya. See ya.